Welcome to Wandering in Hope. Now here's Madisonville Church of God pastor, Josh Benson. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Josh, pastor at Madisonville Church of God. You may be watching our video on Facebook, or you might be tuning in via podcast. If you haven't checked out our podcast, check it out. It's Wandering in Hope, W-A-N-D, W-A-N-D, Wandering in Hope. All right, so we're we're pushing through, man. We're, we're almost finished with Fruits of the Spirit. Congrats for hanging in there and, and walking through these with me one at a time. Today, we're tackling goodness. I want to read to you from our main text in Galatians 5, 22 through 23. Check this out. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. This is where we're at today. Goodness. Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. All right. Let's get down to the goodness, right? There's a story about this African king, and he had a close friend. And the friend, that he grew up with this guy. He loved this guy. They were like brothers. Well, the friend had a habit of looking at every situation in his life, everything that happened, whether positive or negative, and he would always say, this is good, right? His dog died. He'd say, this is good, right? His mom got sick, and he said, this is good, right? I mean, he ran out of money, couldn't pay his bills, and he says, this is good. This guy's crazy, right? Well, so one day, him and the king, they were out and they were hunting together in, in the king's royal hunting party his friend was in there the friend was loading and preparing the gun for the king in in between his shots the friend would pull shells he'd load new ones and so forth well the friend slipped the wrong size shell into his side-by-side shotgun the king didn't know it the friend didn't know it either so the king pulls up he fires and that bullet stove pipes, and the back pressure from it, you may not know what all this means, but suffice to say, it blew his thumb off. Boom. It was gone. So they're standing there. The king has just shot this gun that his best friend prepped for him, loaded it for him, handed it to him, and it has blew his thumb off. The friend looks at him. Everybody's sort of silent. The friend looks around. The friend looks back at the king, and he says... This is good. (laughs) To which the king said, no, this is not good. And so he had the guy thrown in jail. Yeah, he's so mad. He's like, man, this guy's a lunatic. Threw him in jail. About a year later, the king was hunting in an area that was on the border of their territory. And because it was like regional, broken up into provinces, if you will. Feudal territories tribal kind of thing and he got lost with the from the hunting party he ventured over onto another tribe's territory and they kidnapped him they took him they tied him up just so happens these people were cannibals and they gonna prep him they gonna eat him so they got him tied up they build the fire and they start getting him they're gonna get him in position to literally roast him alive and eat him and one of the dudes starts hollering. He's like, oh, you know, he's talking, you know, in his little, uh, his local dialect. And the king's like, what's, what's going on, man? 
Well, come find out, these cannibals, they would not eat a body that had a blemish. His thumb was gone. (laughs) So they let him go. They sent him home. He showed up. First thing he did, he cleaned up. After he cleaned up, he went to the jail and he let his friend go. And he remembered those words that his friend had always said that day when he stand there with his thumb blown off. This is good. How many times in your life would it have been a lot less stress if you just said, this is good. In life, one of the one of the things that we have to really be careful that maintain in our life, I think, is just a positive attitude. I don't think that means we're unrealistic. I don't think that means that we're so super spiritual that we're not even practically any good for ourselves or anybody else. I don't think that means that you run through life just with your eyes closed trying to feel your way through it, you know, like this is some kind of fairyland where good and evil doesn't wage war against each other. It's nothing like that. It's just knowing that, hey, all things work to the good to those who fear and love the Lord. That's what Paul said. When I think of goodness, you know, I think of Genesis 1. God created the world and everything in it, and they, and God said, that, God said this is good. The only thing God said was not good was when He saw Adam lonely. And God fixed that. He made Eve. I believe that it is hard. I'm going to say something about Pentecostal theology here, and then I'll come back to practical life. I grew up in Pentecostal church. One of the things that we've done a terrible job of is appreciating the world around us. Um, I've been in a lot of Pentecostal services where you would have thought that all that was on anybody's mind was escaping the dirty earth and just, Jesus, get me out of here as soon as you can. Okay. Well, newsflash, redemptive history, the biblical narrative, the story of God, is not about you escaping a dirty earth. It's about that God saves you, turns you into His vassal, turns you into His servant so that you can serve Him on this earth that He made to show His glory to those that need to know it. In other words, your salvation is not about you. It's about God's glory. If you're one of those people that you're so spiritual, you think your salvation, your redemption is all about getting to heaven as soon as you can, you need to come down a few notches. You need to become a little more practical to the people around you. And so in Pentecostal theology, you know, I think we have, and we're getting better at this, but we have for many years, we've leaned towards the side of uh, not being good stewards of, uh, of, of the world around us, not appreciating the glory of what God's made, uh, and looking like a bunch of elitist spiritual snobs. Um, when God made creation, God said this is good. And then if you jump back to Revelation, the Bible says in Revelation 21, John says, I, Behold, I saw a new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven to earth. He quotes old Levitical formulary that says, where God says, I will be your God and you will be my people. And so what John describes is not a bifurcated 
existence between earth and heaven, what, God, what God's plan was in the garden. John describes in Revelation 21, that is that God's home appear and our home, they merge. They merge. Now, if that rocks your little theology boat, I don't know what to tell you. This is the Bible. Okay, it's real simple. So you can preach and sing about escaping the dirty earth all you want to, but in the end, our home and God's home will become one. And redemptive story, the redemptive story is not about God saying, okay, let me get you out of here. It's about God coming back one day and saying to Satan and to all the tribes and nations and tongues, to all of creation and every creature, saying, I made this place and I'm taking it back for good now. And I'm going to make it right again. I'm going to rectify the ills that are wrong in the world. I'm going to, you know, the sea, as John says, will be no more. The sea is a place of tumult. It's where death happens, where pain happens, where disease happens. It's where goodbye happens. And John says in Revelation 21, he says, the sea will be no more. It's redemptive history is about God coming back, reclaiming the earth under what, the glory that he intended it for, for it to have. And our home and his home being one, it's about his vindication. All right? So redemption is not about you after all. It's about God. That's all I'm saying. But it's hard for Pentecostals, I think, sometimes to wake up and appreciate tomorrow and the world around us when we've heard preached and taught all our life that the point of getting saved to begin with is to escape the dirty earth. Like, that makes it hard sometimes. It's like, I don't want to wake up and face the world tomorrow. The world's a terrible place. (laughs) That's not the theology that we want. We need to get, we're moving past that, okay? Okay, enough, enough of that. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Goodness should characterize our life. I'm going to close. I want to ask you something. John Murray, I want to ask you to think about this. John Murray says that goodness is that virtue opposed to all that is mean and evil includes uprightness, kindness, and the beneficence of the heart and the life. In other words, if I sort of summarize this, I would say that, uh, I would say that, that, that kindness is an inner virtue that expresses itself in acts of goodness. Now, this is important because this cuts at the heart of what it means to be a Christian. You don't become a Christian from the outside in. You become a Christian because God does a change on your inside that produces a new way of outwardly living. Um, this old story, something of a joke about a guy that's running from a bear in the woods. And the bear's gaining on him. Man, this guy's sweating it out. He is huffing. He's running for his life. And he comes to the edge of a cliff. He's like, oh, man. Bear's coming. He hears it. He turns around. Here it comes, you know. The guy says, what am I going to do? So he just drops to his knees and he says, Lord. He says, I need your help. This bear's going to kill me. This bear's going to eat me. He said, Lord, could you just save this bear? Make this bear a Christian. Story is that the bear stops in its tracks about five feet from the man, just put like put the brakes on. Pauses for a minute in silence. Bear closes his eyes. 
bear lifts his hands. And the bear says, Dear Lord, please bless this meal that you have given to me. Amen. <laughs> oh, man. All the religion in the world. I mean, all the religion in the world won't make you good. Think about that. This is Pastor Josh. We love you. Come check us out at Massville Church of God. Exciting worship, a substantive word, and a well-balanced theology. We are the healthiest Pentecostal church in America. I dare you to check us out. God bless you. We love you. Thank you.